1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am a co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hi,
2: Katie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well and very excited to join the Pop Shop podcast permanently. In- permanently.
1: She is no longer just a fill-in. Uh, she's here permanently. The Fabulous Katie is the podcast's new co-host, as we said goodbye to Jason Lipschutz last week. Um,
2: very sad, but...
1: Big, bright, fabulous future ahead of us. Onward
2: and upward. And Onward as we and told upward. Jason last week, he can never come back. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I it's fo- my seat now. <laughs> I fully
1: expect Jason to to come back and be a guest on the Pop Shop, because that would be only yes, fitting. Yes, it
2: would be amazing. Um,
1: so the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts, including the Billboard 200 and, of course, the Billboard Hot 100. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart statistics and stories, and of course guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, we'll be chatting about Janet Jackson's number one debut on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart, and why it's historic, hmm. Our picks for our favorite Janet songs, and trust me, this is actually really hard to do. Um, The Hills is tops again on the Billboard Hot 100, but Drake's Hotline Bling is dialing up a possible threat for number one. (laughs) Oh, the puns. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, there's Justin Bieber's nude photo scandal. Mm. Oh, man. Um, Plus, we play our not-so-famous Fishbowl Q&A game with Selena Gomez. The pop star released her new album, Revival, last Friday. And she's currently Billboard Magazine's cover star, so make sure to stay tuned for that later on in the show. But first, some housekeeping notes. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and make sure to give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, make sure that you follow the Billboard Mothership at Billboard on Twitter, plus you can tweet me and Katie at Keith underscore Caulfield, or K. Atkinson. And <laughs> if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcast. Oh. <laughs> Every week Jason was the one who did all that. Now I'm saying it. I'm like
2: <laughs> And Keith's done. Like,
1: <laughs> it's been a good pop shop podcast. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. He's out of breath. Um, how was your weekend by the way? Keith? Oh, it
2: was so great. I actually had a lot of concert moments this weekend. I went to uh Don Henley on Friday night at the forum. Did you dance? Of all I wanted to do was dance. Did you get down? Did you boogie? Um, I definitely did. It was really, it was a really fun, like all over the map show. And it was like half his new country album. So it was like a lot of steel guitar, a lot of amazing female harmonizing, twang, but then also interspersed with all of his solo 80s hits, which was just super fun. It was like, it would just go back and forth. And I thought that would be a little jarring but it actually, the band was so good and his voice is still so good that the whole thing just worked and it was it was awesome. Review up now on billboard.com if you'd like to read more about it. If you, if you would like the longer the longer <laughs> read of, of what we just heard. Did, did he like sort of reinvent
1: his hits for the, the he show? He didn't
2: and I thought he might. I thought he might give him a country feel, especially since he's got the steel guitar player up there and all the backup female country singers and everything. But it was, he sang them as is. He even covered... um. Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So he took it real 80s, like, with his songs and with that song. And he, d- he didn't touch a thing. The arrangements were identical. So when you heard Judy Laundry, it was the... Oh, my right. God. Yeah, like- which, like, the place went, like, mad when that song came out because it was the first upbeat solo hit of his that he played. And he did it, like, mid-set, which I thought was interesting because that could close a show. That's right. just, like, a big huge song he did it mid-set and people lost their minds <laughs> like after all the like slow quiet country that came on and like everybody got up and started dancing and i can imagine super that fun when like the boys of summer came on oh that started the encore yes they started the encore with boys of summer and then he ended it with all she wants to do is dance wow. oh it's so good Yay. <laughs> um and then you
1: you uh, so that was the first of two shows i did not see any shows this weekend um i yeah i didn't um <laughs> Sorry, but you said that you saw uh, someone that we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, because it makes more sense in the flow of what we're talking about. So we'll get to the other concert that you saw.
2: Okay, we'll, we'll keep it under wraps. If you'd like to find out what show I Stay saw tune. last night. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Don't leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, so
1: um, first, the big news, I think, this week is Janet Jackson's Unbreakable return yeah. to the charts. Her new album, Unbreakable, debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 charts. Uh, debuts uh, with 116,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 8th, according to Nielsen Music. Of that sum, 109,000 were in pure album sales. That's a big week. Pretty all right week. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's certainly bigger than, um, some other, you know, sort of pop divas have pulled off. Um, and you know, in this day and age, that's pretty all right. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's also kind of impressive, um, that this is her seventh number one album. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, among women, the only ladies who have more number one albums are Barbara Streisand with 10 number ones and Madonna with eight.
2: That's, yeah, good company.
1: Also, what makes this this historic, um, as we wrote on Billboard.com, um, because, you know, we, we throw that word around a lot, like, oh, this is a history making, because we, we like to do that in charts. We love chart stats. Breaking a record, history making. <laughs> we, we like to really trump it. But, I mean, I've, I kind of felt like this was – a big week because now she is one of only three artists to have had number one albums in the past four decades and when i say past four decades i mean including the one that we're currently in so the tens the
2: uh, the aughts aughts,
1: the o's (laughs) the uh, the zero zeros uh the 90s and the 80s um and you already know who the other two are because i've already told you we've
2: been talking about it all week right so she
1: joins bruce springsteen and barbara streisand they're the only two acts that have had number ones in the last four decades. Um, there, there are artists that you think that, oh, doesn't, hasn't so-and-so had enough? Like, I, a lot of people assume Madonna would have been one of them, but she had number ones in the 80s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. Uh, however, uh, she didn't have a single number one in the 1990s. Which is shocking. She had five albums that peaked at number two. Oh, that's so, that's
2: so crazy. Which is, I, I was
1: just, like, so, as a fan in the, in the 90s, before I worked at Billboard, I was, like, so frustrated that she kept peaking at number two. Yeah. Like, started off with, I think it was I'm Breathless, the Dick Tracy mm-hmm. thing, number two. Uh, I think she was stuck behind, I want to say, like, maybe, like, MC Hammer, I think at the time. And then the Immaculate Collection stuck at number two, behind Vanilla Ice, maybe, or MC Hammer Oh, again. my God. Um, <laughs>
2: I but I remember these times well.
1: <laughs> Erotica, stuck at number... Well, that would have been number three, actually, or number two. I think it was behind Garth Brooks. Um, oh, Ray of Light, 1998, stuck behind Titanic soundtrack. Yeah. Um, the Evita soundtrack, which is effectively a Madonna album, was stuck behind No Doubt's
2: Tragic Kingdom. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah, there's one I'm missing. Anyway. Just hearing that the Immaculate Collection did, never was number one is, like, so crazy. I know. Especially to see what it's sold now, like it's yes. just it's just insane. It is, but now we digress into Madonna talk. Oh, um, Jason used to reel you in from this, didn't he? <laughs> this oh, would yeah. be my new my new role. He was never that <laughs> successful at doing it, really. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> um, I think it's also interesting that that actually have you listened to the Janet album? By the way, uh,
2: no, I've only heard uh, the two singles, the Missy Elliott one and the first single. Burn it up, and yeah. No sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to most of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really works as an album yeah like it's clearly okay I'll give it a listen it's clearly like a like a whole work um, it's not super upbeat it's not like super like
2: well I like the kind of vibe of no sleep is it kind of that vibe well it's not that sleepy. okay <laughs> um, it's, it's not it's not like yeah I, I, I listen to it okay um, I really like
1: the the I think it's called The, the Great Forever. Okay. I think some of it. Sorry, Janet fans, don't get upset with me. Um, and I think Unbreakable is a great track. Um, anywho, um, what's I think super interesting about this is that it hit number one, and she did not do a
2: single press interview. Wow. Like, she has not done squat. We need to get her on the Pop Shop podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have an extra chair here, Janet, just waiting Janet, for you. Janet.
1: <laughs> um, you could do your chair dance yeah. from... <laughs> Uh, miss you much <laughs> in said chair. Um, but I just think it's interesting how she's just like, you know what? I'm gonna let the music speak, and and she- it spoke, it she- spoke, and people bought it, and there you go. And she picked a good week to come out because if she come out, I think the past two weeks, yeah, it was a lot more challenging to hit the chart. It's been some busy weeks between
2: yeah. the Grammy deadline and then ramping up into like November right. and Christmas. And yeah, this-,
1: this is a pretty light week on the chart on the top ten. Uh, Only two albums, I I believe, debut in the top 10. uh, Her and Tamar Braxton. Tamar Braxton debuts at number five with Calling All Lovers, I believe, is the name of the album. Oh, I should know that, shouldn't I? (laughs) I I manage that shirt. That's like a very... That's a Johnny Carson voice. Anyway. Um, So I thought it'd be fun if we talked about our favorite Janet Jackson songs. I want to say, full disclosure... um, I love too many Janet songs to be able to effectively rank them. Okay. So my list is is a representative list.
2: It is not a one, two, three in order. I mean, yeah. I mean, it kind of can you do that way, <laughs> but
1: it's just, there are just too many, like, quality Janet songs. But yeah. I, I feel like it's still a worthy discussion to have. Yes. And I like doing lists. Yes. So um, why don't we take turns? Okay. Um, what is your number three favorite channels
2: my number three is got till it's gone I love a tribe called quest I love q-tip and so that this this song was always just a favorite because I always loved q-tips voice and Joni Mitchell and then Joni Mitchell is right. sampled in it which is so strange like the fact that they actually kept her voice in it and sampled her voice you know the chorus um is also really interesting the beats really smooth and cool it's just like a really cool song um and I just always love this one I think it's a uh, You know she was definitely early on in the incorporating hip-hop into her music like that was not happening enough in pop and now it's everywhere and so janet was an early you know front runner in that so it it just kind of represents that as well
1: um my number three pick is actually uh control um i think it sums up the entire control album and its concept the the idea of independence and how she's coming into herself and she's breaking free from her this family and taking control. charge of her own life, um, I think it kind of sums up the entire vibe of the album and it cues control the listener say, to where she's going. And, you know, other songs like Nasty and, and What Have You Done For Me Lately from that album certainly um, kind of build on that idea because um, they were all, I was trying to, think. Think. I'm like, which one should I pick? I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's it, like Control kind of represents that entire era. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard to pick which one So is you're better.
2: basically saying, I, like, I'm representing the control era and would like to bring all those songs with it under that umbrella kind for your of. number three choice. Well, not quite. <laughs>
1: kind of. Um, there may be a theme that you'll see here in a second. Okay. Um, what's your number two track?
2: My number two is Go Deep. Which we talked about the other day. Yes. It I, was, is... it, it, I was humming it, and you're like, I love that song. Yes. That is my ultimate, like, party song. If you put that on, I cannot not dance. And it has the weirdest, funkiest beat. I love the beat on it's very it. Very springy. Oh my god! Yeah, it's got the little like, weird. <laughs> it's this? Like... Yeah, don't <laughs> I don't even know what's like, making like a, those sounds. Like,
1: I wonder if it's like I should know this. I, it has to be a sample of some like old school hip hop track.
2: Yeah, totally. I, mean, I is some it though? Maybe it is. Knows. Maybe I should have done a little research on that. But um. It, it also instantly makes me think of that uh, video where she just – like it's like an apartment party, yeah. and I just love that video too. And I just – I've always thought that was like the coolest Janet song. And like I said, I can't not dance to it, and that gets me every time. I
1: think there's a washing machine that overflows in the video. Yes, there is. There is. <sighs> Phone party. Phone party,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: um, my number two um, is If from uh. the Janet album.
2: That is such a good song. Um, it's dun,
1: dun, dun, da, 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 That's st- straight up number dun, four on my list. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um I, it's just it's Janet's uh, I, I mean basically Janet from like eighty six to like 95 was as a friend of mine David Russell would say her imperial period Mm. where literally everything she did was a hit yeah it's just whatever it was yep and on top of that every song came with an incredible music video yes and so for me I can't I can't hear if without seeing the video.
2: See, I feel like that's the theme of like all of these because yeah. she was such a smart artist. Like it, she thought of everything from like start to finish. You know, when she was writing a song, she was probably envisioning what the video was going to look like, mm-hmm. you know, or the dance to it or whatever. I yeah, just, that that video where, and you know the
1: the the hand. I used to know how to do that dance. And it's just I don't know. And like the if, if if you need to watch if you haven't seen it, her performance of that's the way love goes and if on the 1993 mtv video music awards where she closes the show um it's so good because just go watch it find it on youtube or vimeo (laughs) watch it and be prepared to like have goosebumps because like halfway through like i watch it now still and i'm just like my god they just don't do it like this on the vmas (laughs) no more um and also um Janet was the first concert I ever went to.
2: Oh, really where?
1: Um at the Forum. Oh, the Fabulous Forum. Fabulous Forum before it became Fabulous. <laughs> um or it was just maybe like kind of fabulous but not quite the fab. Fab. It was fab. Um back in like 1994 or something. Oh, so that's it was amazing. in support of the Janet album and yeah, anyway, so that's my number 2 pick. Um, what's your number one pick?
2: Katie? You just mentioned my number one. My number one is That's the Way Love Goes. This is such a good song. I love it so much. I love how it starts. With the spoken word, like a moth to a flame, burned by the fire. I love it. I, and then that is also just another great beat. And once again, it is the seeing the video in your head, which is like the world's coolest party. Jennifer Lopez is there at the cool party because she was one of uh, Janet's backup dancers then. Um, so it's super fun to go back and watch that video because you can see some really early J-Lo. And I guess it was like post-Fly Girl, pre like uh, Selena, J Lo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's that brief shining moment where for like for like one music video Yeah. I think- J Lo was, but anyway, J Lo okay. is wonderful. But so
2: Janet. obviously, this is just an amazing song, and one of the things that I love, or that made me love it even more, was when I was like a dorky teenager loving Unsink, and during the Janet Icon, uh, special, they did, um, they had Unsink recreate that video and do this like five part harmony version of That's the Way Love Goes, and it's like ninety seconds long. It's not even the whole song. I had that on my like first edition iPod the night. 90 second, like NSYNC cover of the song. It's just such a fantastic song. And so like just represents that era of Janet to me, the early nineties.
1: My number one pick is actually Miss You Much, Ugh. which was the first single from Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814 album in 1989. Um, I can't, I, again, it's another one of those moments where you watch the video or you, you hear the song and I think of the video. Yeah. Um, I just can't disassociate. Them. Yeah. Um, you just see like it's all black and white and, and there's strobe lights and everyone is wearing black and white and it was it was just it was that 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 Janet as Din mother slash cool round the way girl yes like where she had like her posse of dance and she's like you know no boo 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 or whatever like when she's chatting with her dancers <laughs> and they're like giving her lip and she's like no 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 and she's like oh wait a second and then like boom miss you much happens you're like oh hell what that <laughs> and she would continue to build upon that where it's like her and her family of dancers you know as we see that in that that's the way love goes uh-huh. movie, where she has that repartee between them totally she carries that through and you get the sense of sort of like family and fun with her dancers Um, I think that all kind of started probably with really the control videos, uh, which were choreographed by Paula Abdul. But I think it really kind of established itself with Miss You Much. And I think she was able to sort of perfectly and effortlessly blend, you know, a socially conscious viewpoint with that entire album with state-of-the-art pop music. Yeah. You know, so you have tracks like Rhythm Nation, but you also have tracks like Miss You Much, which is not about like, you know— a, like necessarily A socially conscious message It's just about A relationship But It's just fun It's upbeat. just fun And it's just like When when she kicks into that At the beginning of the song Where it's like duh, Woo <laughs> And like she cuts into that Woo And you're like Oh my god This is amazing <laughs> So um, Yeah I have a hard time Picking Janet I Trax feel like
2: we songs. really Like represented A lot of Janet Eras there though And you know
1: And I feel bad Because there's like There's wonderful Janet tracks From like the past Like 15 years Oh totally That I completely like Just But it's like, it's like There's it's too many. Ask me what my favorite Madonna songs are. Yeah. that's hard. Yeah, yeah. There's too darn many. Yes, too um, many good ones. Too darn hot. Um. So that was Billboard 200. Janet's ruling the world. Over on the Hot 100, The Hills is still number one by the weekend. Believe it or not, now The Hills has spent more weeks at number one than The weekend Zone, "Can't Feel My Face." That's
2: that's surprising. I know. Can't, Can't fill my feel face. my face is just such a pop. Smash, and then The Hills is like so... Not. It's so different. Well, I mean, clearly it's a Pop Smash. It's
1: number one on the bill. Yeah. 100 for the fourth week. cancel My Face was number one for three weeks. Um, it could hold on for another week at the top, though Drake's Hotline Bling uh, is making great gains. It jumps three to two. I really love that song. Um, <laughs> and still, Hotline Bling isn't even from an album yet. Um, yeah. But there should be a music video soon, mm. um, which could help it. But... What could also help The Hills is that The Weeknd performed on Saturday Night Live this past weekend, and he dropped out of the sky two new remixes of The Hills, including one featuring Eminem and one featuring Nicki Minaj. Who
2: also performed with The Weeknd on Saturday. What'd you think of the performance? I thought it was amazing, and it totally surprised me. I, I I record SNL, I watch it Sunday morning every week. And um, you know, I hadn't even like I was like still in a haze, like drinking my coffee, had not checked my work email yet, knew nothing about what had gone down. What happened in the world of pop last night? And so Nikki pops up, and I'm like, oh my god, here's like Nicki Minaj, like, and I didn't know about it, and it happened last night. That's crazy. And um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic, and I thought it was super fun to have her out there because you know he's a great performer, but like having another person to work off is yeah, good. To play like, off of. Yeah. Um,
1: and also they retained. The, the basic the, the whole vibe of the song is still there. They didn't yeah. change. Like if you if you listen to the remixes that are um, on, well, I know they're on iTunes. They might be on streaming services as well. It's, they're on. Yeah, it's on Spotify too. It, the two remixes. It's essentially the same song except they put in like a, a rap. Yeah, bridge. she
2: throws some ad libs in there too. When you start listening to her remix, it's like you hear her. Yeah. Oh, at the yeah. End? Right, no, right at the beginning, right off the bat. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, so that those remixes. It depends on how they sell and stream this week, can certainly help keep the Hills at number one. And M&M's is
2: totally, it totally changes up the song. I oh, really, really like it. Yeah, no, it's just like a lot of Eminem. I haven't actually listened to the M&M. Yeah, it's really good. Well, I'm i'll represent detroit here <laughs> i really um, what, i what, love Eminem.
1: so we know what you know like is his like the like the, a particularly dark verse no,
2: well a little bit but it's kind of like you remember that I mean, the whole hill remember song when he did a remix of um airplanes that bob and uh hayley williams song where he like straight up did his own like verse like with the melody and everything he kind of does that here too like his verses is, is like done in the melody of like one of the weekend's verses he like it, he kind of takes over like a verse as opposed to just adding a rap part. I see. Yeah.
1: Hmm. It's really good. Wow. Um, oh, I have no way to segue to this. Well,
2: you know, Amy Schumer hosted the uh, episode on Saturday night of SNL. Yeah. At, with the weekend. And then I happened to see her. We, we teased the people with what. Oh, uh, right. Thank you. With the concert I saw this weekend. Thank you for keeping me on track. So he, she was in New York, you know, hosting a show going to an after party until the wee hours of the morning and then Sunday night in uh, Irvine, California, just like 45 minutes to an hour south of LA, she was uh, co-ho- or co-headlining a uh, comedy festival with Aziz Ansari and I was there and she she seemed like she'd had a... Had a long night (laughs)
1: before, but it was a very fun show. Still, were you expecting that she was going to be there? Yeah, we
2: knew that she was going to be there, but I I felt like there was a strong chance she would not show up after that. You know, and she actually made mention of that. She's like, people gave her an out to like not come because Aziz was there too, and there was a bunch of other comedians, John Mulaney and Anthony Jeselnik, and uh, there were other name comedians there. And if she hadn't come, like. You know, it still drill. would have been a good bill. Right. But she's like, I knew I was going to come here. and But she just, like, made lots of jokes about how hungover she was, et cetera, which oh. is, you know, her it's thing part, anyway. It's, it's part of her humor. Yeah. So. It's part of her charm. Yeah.
1: It was great. Um, Did she go on at least at the beginning of the show so that she can go to-
2: No, actually, late? she was the second to last. She yeah. was her and then Aziz okay. to, to finish off the night. But it, they weren't there that late. I think she probably was on at, like, 8.30 or 9. She got she got a fine night's sleep. Did she tell any secrets from the set? Uh, no. No. No, she like literally. She, I, I was actually—that's what I was really hoping for—that I that we'd get some Nikki stories, maybe. Nothing. 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 Um, I'm sure Amy Schumer
1: probably has a lot of things to say about um, our next topic, Justin Bieber.
2: Oh. Um, yeah. I know this
1: is old news by now, but we haven't yet talked about it on the show. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. <laughs> So Keith, so Justin Bieber,
2: <laughs> um, SNL the, also had a field day with this oh, did, on Saturday. Oh yes, it what? was in like three different sections of the show. So there, okay. So what <laughs> happened was briefly, or or, or unbriefly. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh god, it's just so. <laughs> um,
1: there were pictures uh, that someone took of Justin Bieber who was vacationing in Bora Bora um, at a hotel, and he was nude um, on his hotel patio. Um, But out in the open, like, on the water. So, like, if you're, like, on a boat, say, passing by, you would have seen him. But clearly this person who took the pictures probably had, like, a massive telephoto lens to, like, take a picture. Um, Yeah. honestly, when I saw that the picture, because I've, uh, there was no way to avoid seeing these pictures. I
2: didn't, I still have not seen the uncensored. Oh, Oh, okay. Well. (laughs) I also don't go on Tumblr a lot, Yeah, I'm like, if you're on Twitter or Tumblr, just for like a hot second, and like. Somehow I have managed to not see them yet. Well, you
1: know, that's, I think that's okay.
2: Um, I'm respecting Justin's
1: privacy. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't trying to disrespect it. No, no, no. It just sort of
2: happened. (laughs) And, I think that was the case for a lot of people. And um,
1: I, you know, I, I feel, I feel bad.
2: Yeah. That, okay. You know, so we actually, we spoke to a bunch of legal experts
1: on the phone. We, actually, for, Billboard wrote a, we didn't actually like, we didn't, we, we wrote a story talking about like the real, like, is this, yeah. yeah. Katie's about to tell you what she, what happened. Well,
2: <laughs> so Beaver's team sent a cease and desist letter to um the New York daily news that originally posted these photos and um that was kind of the only reaction or comment that that his team has made to this point right and so we spoke to legal experts like okay do they have any leg to stand on with these cease and desist um and they basically said no like they they came out and said if you are a celebrity and you know that you're in a place where people can see you if they take a photo of you and they're not trespassing you know then that photo can be taken and and disseminated what, like, if what if you're not a celebrity and i'm on our court well that i if think it's that, just like me i think it that's a different story because they kept bringing up the fact that the fact that he's a public figure makes and, and it makes it newsworthy but mm. then on the other side of that i really appreciated uh, troy Savon's tweet about this where he was like dude like you know stop looking at these like this right. isn't cool and i kind of feel like i see both sides of it it's like maybe legally they're fine but at the same time like doesn't make it great to like look at this guy's junk right. on the internet, so yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean what, what
1: what have we learned from this? <laughs> um, uh, always oh, that al- there's
2: no expectation of privacy ever you for have, a celebrity. You have
1: no privacy, even if you're on like some quasi secluded like, you know, hotel in the middle of the South Pacific. (laughs) Yeah. Not deserted island, Bora Bora. (laughs) He was at a resort in Bora Bora. Um, Or if it wasn't at a resort, he was clearly at a place where, like, you know, someone on a boat or another... House across the lake or whatever. Yeah. You know what? It, anyway, I mean, my
2: takeaway from this though is that I don't think this is going to affect him or his career in no, any way. So. It's like people are debating like the things that we we're just talking about, like whether it's cool, whether he should have privacy, whether you know it should be legal, etc. But I don't think anyone's like, oh, this totally changes my opinion of yeah. Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I think if
1: it, you know, I think it depends. I think because of the the situation. It's situational like it's just mm-hmm. it's like him caught in a moment where he wasn't trying to like It's like he didn't like it it'd been different if it was like oh a sex tape leaked right you know with like him and some if random... it was an
2: exhibitionist thing or something but it's not it was just like him thinking he was not seen right <laughs> that's the end of the story right i'm like you know whatever because
1: so whatever um, It'll I think, I think what we learned from this is that, you know, Justin Bieber is, is going to be just fine. Yes. And his album will probably perform quite well. Yes. Um, his album comes out by the way, on November 13th, it's called Purpose. Um, the same day as One Direction's new album, yes. by the way. Um, did you know, did you see that they revealed their track list? I did
2: via Snapchat. Snapchat. They're so new and edgy. Keeping it, you know, keeping it all, you know,
1: it's, it's you know, got to keep up with the kids this these days. This track
2: list isn't for the parents. It's just for the kids. Yeah, it's just for the kids. <laughs>
1: um, it includes a song called What a Feeling. Um, I'm really.
2: It's, I was like, are we Are we really hoping for the flash dance uh, cover? <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be great. They've got a, they've had a lot of like reminiscent 80s right. classic rock kind of vibes. So that would not be totally out of character. I mean, they have referenced
1: like Def Leppard and like The Clash. Journey,
2: Clash. Why yeah, can't totally. they reference Irene Cara? I yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on this. Come on.
1: <laughs> um speaking of new albums, uh heading for number 1 next week. There's actually two albums that could possibly bump janet jackson out from the top slot on the billboard 200 uh it could be a showdown actually between Mm -hmm. selena gomez's new revival Mm -hmm. and the game's documentary too yeah um selena's album could do maybe around a hundred thousand overall equivalent album units and the game might be somewhere in the 90 range um those are kind of early numbers yeah these are according to industry forecasters not named Keith. This is... I call up people and people tell me numbers. <laughs> so don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. Um, but yeah, I think... And, and the Games album kind of... It didn't quite drop out of the sky, but he only announced it like... A week or two He had
2: some leaks A couple weeks ago Because yeah. he has a A big song with uh, Kanye West on the album He has and like a boatload Of people So on many collaborations yeah. yeah And so a couple songs leaked And one of them One of them was the Kanye uh, collaboration And one of them was uh, Where he dissed Lupe Fiasco And got into like A weird mini feud With Lupe Fiasco Last week So huh. yeah. yeah Oh the game uh, Oh the game
1: <laughs> um, The documentary too Actually is Is part of it. It's like a two part album Um, He calls it a double album uh, because he actually split the album into two. So there's a documentary two that came out last Friday, and then this Friday will be the documentary 2.5, which is effectively the second disc of the album. So it's two separate albums, um, individual purchases, so he could have you know sort of back-to-back, high-charting, top-debuting albums. Um, So, yeah. It's the game. The game, he's winning. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Speaking of Selena Gomez,
2: it's time for our Selena Gomez interview. Hey. I love Selena Gomez so much. She's she, such, so, such a sweetheart, as you'll hear. She, she, she seems really nice. Yes. She seems like a nice girl. Yes.
1: Um, we spoke to Selena actually on the set of her Billboard cover photo shoot a while back um
2: cover story is out now cover
1: story is out now you can um get you can buy the magazine online and you can read the cover story and see behind the scenes video and all the beautiful photos she takes a lot of great photos she's you know she's 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 quite lovely i have to say in person um we played our famed or not so famed fishbowl q a game where we asked her some fun questions some of which are music related some not so much and at one point she called me a kindred spirit After it was discovered that we were at the same concert on the same night, I'll let you listen to what concert that might have been. So here's our chat with Selena Gomez.
0: Because I just want to look good for you, good for you, Mm -mm. I just want to look good
1: for you. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Selena Gomez. Yay! Yay! Mm -hmm. Um, I'm super excited because you're going to play our fishbowl question game. Very excited. No pressure. Neither. I have a fishbowl in front of me. Well, sort of a half fish bowl. It's a glass fishbowl. It's with very elegant. Very elegant. Very glamorous. Mm-hmm. It's bedazzled and bejeweled. Not really. Um, full of questions that I came up with out of my own head. Um, okay. So if you don't like them, you can blame me. I am handing the Selena, uh, the, Selena the, the questions.
0: The Selena.
1: Um, and we're going to go through as many as we can within five minutes.
0: What's your favorite sound?
1: Um, Let's see. What is your favorite sound?
0: Ooh, water. Water. Like, do you hear that?
1: There's water outside where we're at right now. Yeah. Waterfalls. Yeah. It's very soothing.
0: I think I. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There we go. Next one. These don't require a lot of you know effort.
0: What musician would you love to collaborate with? Drake. Drake. He has not hit me up. Come on. He does not want to work with me. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm sure he does. I love him. He's a
1: he's a busy guy. You're busy. It's you know it's hard to you know connect.
0: What's your favorite emoji?
1: Are uh, you much of an emoji person? Yeah,
0: yeah, but I use the same ones. So it's usually just like the smiley, smiley face, face or the like side, side eyes. Eye? Yeah, the side eye. Like. Shady side eye
1: Sh- face, that one. Yeah. Next up.
0: What chore do you hate doing? I hate cleaning my bathroom. I literally hate it. it it's the worst. Just because I'm so disorganized mm-hmm. and everything has to be kind of Visible for me, which is not good. That means I want everything out and I have to look at all of That's my not stuff. good in the bathroom to
1: have everything. No, I know. It's just, yeah.
0: it's just bad Just Next bad up. news I and mean, there's usually clothes or food in there too. Food in the bathroom? Yeah, okay. it's really bad. We're not gonna go there. Um, What was your first concert you went to? Britney Spears. Really? Yes. Which,
1: which tour do you remember? It was
0: the first baby one more time thing. Oh, that one. Yeah. Have you seen her in Vegas, by the way? Yeah. Wait, you were, th- were you there? Opening I was there night? opening. So night. was I.
1: <laughs> Actually, I was. Aww. You
0: know, yeah. kindred spirits. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. Uh,
0: what's your favorite album?
1: In general, not necessarily yours, just you know anyone's album.
0: I think I, I I'm I love Christina stripped Christina Aguilera's stripped. That's 30. still, ugh, I love it. I love all of it. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Okay. If you could magically beam yourself to anywhere in the world, even just for a few minutes, where would you go? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Have you been there before? Nope. No.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> We're like, nope. Well, yeah. I'm
1: just <laughs> I love it. These don't require follow ups necessarily.
0: What are some of your favorite TV shows? I love Friends. I love Will and Grace. I love The um, classic
1: NBC must see TV yes, lineup, basically. Yes,
0: basically. <laughs> um, I love Scandal. I like Empire. Do you binge watch a lot of TV? Yes, like, I do. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with the Amy Schumer show, of course. Yes. So. Did you see Trainwreck? Twice. Oh, my God. So good. What's the best compliment you've received? I always, always appreciate people who compliment my heart and how I handle people and kids because that means more to me than anything. And I feel like my mom would be... Way prouder of me to hear that. than yeah. Anything else? Yeah, great hair. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? I can't. I Could don't even. Less. I don't even know. Like, I don't. I haven't seen any of. Them.
1: <laughs> well, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out at the end of this year. So okay.
0: Well. Yeah, maybe, there you go. Maybe they Little can convert plug. you. Little Sponsored
1: plug. by Lucasfilm.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite pizza topping? Mushroom and jalapeno. No meat. Nope. No pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you eat meat though? Yeah. Okay. I'm from Texas. All right. Um, okay. We're do done. you play any instruments? If no, which would you like to learn?
1: And I don't know, I should know this, but I don't know if you actually play any instruments.
0: Yeah, I play piano. Oh, okay. Um, and I love the piano, I wish I was better at it. But I'm gonna play it on the next tour, which I'm really stoked about, because I've never actually been able to do that. Um... So on
1: tour you'll be playing a little bit of piano? Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah. And last one.
0: Oh. One more. Oh, snap. And it's the
1: best one. I'm saying that just because it's the last one. Yeah.
0: What was the last picture you took on your phone? Well, you'll be shocked to hear it was a selfie. Well, did, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's just funny because it's like, that's the one thing that phones, it's incredible to have camera like all the time because I film everything. I take pictures all the time. But then you look at your camera roll and it's usually a lot of selfies. It's, just, it's like 13 <laughs> it's, in a row. Yeah, slightly different and, I, lighting. and I, I'll look and I'll be like, when did I turn into that person? I full on have like, Chapters of selfies in my but it's my nice to see role. the
1: metamorphosis over time. I was reading actually like a an editorial that someone wrote saying You know stop being upset with me because I take selfies because it's just like how they're you know Keeping track of how they've evolved and changed over life.
0: Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah, okay I'll, I'll, I'll go way. with that
1: then And there we go. Work. Wasn't that fun?
0: That was so fun.
1: All right, Selena Gomez Thank you so much thank your you. new album revival is out now
0: Yay. Go get it please
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Selena Gomez for making time to speak with us. We really appreciated that. Make sure to check out her new album, Revival, which is out now. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. Just very forceful. <laughs> um. Hey, Um. <laughs> this is so weird. I'm like, Hey, you know what time it is, Katie? What time is it, Keith? It's time for my Charts Out of the Week! Yeah! Woo! So, this week, in 1979, Michael Jackson hit number one with Don't Stop Till You Get Enough.
2: Oh, such a good song.
1: You know, I, I feel like, you know, the power is the... Woo! <laughs> um, uh, this was actually not his first number one solo single,
2: though. Ooh. Did you know that? I did not know that. And I'm scared that you're going to ask me what was right oh, now. Oh, no. We are,
1: we are playing this game. And it's the game of name all of Michael Jackson's number one uh, singles. All of
2: them? Okay. Well,
1: well, that might be a long show. Well, I,
2: okay. So I am curious about the first one. Is it Um, uh, Rock With You?
1: That came after Don't Stop Oh, Together.
2: really? Oh, man. So
1: that was a number one. Okay. So you've got two out of his thirteen number ones.
2: <laughs> um, you
1: only have eleven more to go. Yeah, I don't
2: know if I'm gonna get the one prior to Don't Stop. I'll give you Again a enough. hint. It was
1: in 1972, Whoa. while he was still as like I mean, he was still in the Jackson Five. At this point, it was the Jacksons in 1979, but back in 1972, he was still it was still the Jackson Five. He just
2: had solo stuff on the side. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if I can distinguish between what was Jackson Five and what was Michael solo back uh,
1: then. Well, I'll just tell you, it's Ben.
2: Oh Ben, the the the, love song about the rat. Yes, the two of us. (laughs) He was that young when that came out. Wow. Yeah,
1: he was super young.
2: Wow. Um. Okay, so eighties. I feel like eighties are easier. Thriller. Nope. Bad. Yes. Um. Uh. Uh. Billy Jean. Yep. Uh. Beat it. Yep. Um. All right, so where are we now? Uh, we've got one,
1: <laughs> two, three, uh, four, five, six. You've got six. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll just tell you the rest. Um, <laughs> Say, Say, Say with Paul oh, McCartney. Oh, sure. Yeah, which a new version just came out of that. New version just came out with previously unheard vocals. Mm-hmm. You should check that out. It's on iTunes. It's on Paul McCartney's uh, reissue of, I forget which album it was from, either Tug of War or Pipes of Peace. One of the two. Um, I Just Can't Stop loving you with Saida Garrett uh the way you make me feel oh that's on man in the mirror mm-hmm. dirty diana no um dirty diana uh, black or white and then you are not alone was his final number 1 wow. single and that was also the first single to ever debut at number 1 in oh. on 100 Wow. There okay. you go. So your chart started the week, this week is about how Michael Jackson got his second number one single on the Hot 100 back in 1979, but also an excuse for us to talk about all things Michael Jackson. Of course, always. Because, you know, I, I just, you know, come on, why I think not? he's the king of pop. I hear he's the king <laughs> of pop. Some might say. <laughs>
0: um.
1: So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, well, I... I <laughs> Is that enough? <laughs>
2: I guess. It doesn't have to be. Is there anything else? Did, did I miss something? Is there I else think you, want you missed nothing. About? I think this is an exhaustive episode of Pop Shop Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. exhausting. Exhaustive.
1: Um, well, we'll be back next week, as usual. Um, and um, do you have any uh, parting words, Katie? This is a great
2: first episode. Thank you so much for having me, Pop Shop
1: listeners. Yay. Um, let's go out on, um, well, let's go out on Don't Stop So You Get Enough yeah. by Michael Jackson. Yeah. All right.